In today's episode, you're going to learn all about how you can simplify your motherhood and organize yourself and your business. Because I know you're asking yourself, is that even possible? And what does it even look like? There is just so much. There's just so much meat in this episode. And yes, it is a little bit longer, but you're going to hear live coaching between me and this incredible mama, Stephanie, that has three little kiddos. She is working from home. Plus, she's just started a podcast and she is trying to start her own business in that realm. Uh, Plus, she's just really plugged in. You know, she's really plugged into everything that she's doing in her life and She had a lot of questions and she has great big ideas for herself. And I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to her and where she's at right now is trying. And some of the things that we're going to go through is just really trying to establish a baseline and get an inventory on those fundamental needs that I want every single one of you to have and how to get them into life when you're already overwhelmingly busy. Plus, Just we have a really good heart to heart talk about how we can simplify meals and how you can get them on the table day in and day out and just little different tips and tricks on how I make that happen. We also really talk about how to reduce screen time for your kiddos and some of the different activities um, that you can swap out for them. Not to mention this killer conversation that we have that you guys really have not heard from me yet. Like really in-depth, straightforward conversations with language examples on precisely how to get your older kiddos to start being responsible and respectful for the space that they live in. Stephanie was super, super open and responsive to everything that I was giving her. And when I start to work with moms like that, I just really start pouring out everything, everything that I have to give. And I think that you're going to walk away from this episode with so many tools in your toolbox just by being able to be a fly on the wall in a coaching episode that I gave to another mom. But it gets better. At the very end of this episode, I dive deep into teaching Stephanie exactly how she can figure out what she needs to do every single minute, every single work hour that she sits down to do her work week in and week out teaching her how to map out her workflow for maximum productivity in her work hours week by week is truly what she's hoping to accomplish. But no matter what mom I sit down to work with, I know what they want me to give them. And I know what you're thinking the magic pill is, is if you could just have someone simplify what you're doing in your business. And if you could have someone help you gain clarity in what you're doing in your business, that you could operate more like the CEO of your company that you're really envisioning in your mind. But so many of you don't really want to get your motherhood on track before that because of the bear that it feels like it is. And it can be a bear. But I make sure that every single one of my moms starts with those fundamental needs to take care of themselves and then goes straight into the systems in their home to get that simplified. So there is no mom guilt when you're working in your business. It's not just about minimizing the amount of time that you have in your business. It's about being super efficient in everything and intentional in everything that you do. So please stick around for the entire length of this episode. It is good from start to finish. And I am just going to turn it loose because it's a good one. Thank you.
Welcome to Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe. This is a special episode of a motherhood productivity session where I dive deep one-on-one with a mama that feels just like you and just like me. She's trying to be everything to everyone all the time. If you're ready to figure out how you can take your day from overwhelm, treading water, and barely keeping your nose above water, being exhausted and ready to give up by the time you get to your bed at the end of the day with zero time to even think about how to fix it for the next day, into a deep sense of purpose with confidence and running an orderly home with ample time to take care of yourself, listen up. This is where we get it done. I know you're not going to want to miss the nitty gritty between me and this mama. So what do you say? Let's dive in to a motherhood productivity session. Okay, so I want to just obviously get a really good understanding and feel for what I would say your top two or top three major points of frustration are. Whenever I sit down and I work with moms, I try and make sure that they walk away with some type of tangible schedule. And typically that will get emailed over to you. So as soon as we're done with this conversation, you're going to get a detailed email from me, including any resources or any next steps that I think would be beneficial for you, as well as any type of kind of time blocking or schedule or system that I think that you could benefit from um, and putting in place as your next step. So you can definitely take notes, but I will be sending you the recording of this. Okay. So you can listen. And then I'm also going to send you what kind of my summary of what I think you should be doing from here on out. So feel free to take notes. You'll see, see me taking notes. Um, you might also see me checking my monitor. It's nap time right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you too. I told my husband to listen because it's nap time for us as well. <laughs> my my husband has um, an interview today actually. So he just left. Oh. And I was like, all right, well, I've got my eight year old on nap time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I do that too. <laughs> If anybody comes barreling in here and the only reason she would bother me, I know (laughs) I will for sure not, I will make sure that doesn't eat into your time. Um, (laughs) so other than that, how I, what I need from you is just for you to give me a picture of what your day to day looks like, um, what your goal and what your goal is for meeting with me for sure. So just kind of tell me how many kids you have and what you do for work. Okay. Um, I have three kids. I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a two-year-old. And um, and then as far as uh, what I do, so I have my own accounting business. Um, so I have five clients uh, that I do various things for. Some require a lot of time, some require not a lot of time, you know, just a few hours each month. Um, and then I do, I do have an Instagram like influencing side. That was kind of my way to escape the woes of accounting, Uh, (laughs) which is, which is kind of spinning into this new idea anyway. So, Mm -hmm. so I have my accounting business, but I'm on the cusp of switching that all to something way different, Um, still in accounting, but not how I'm doing it now. So I feel like I'm in this shift of how I want to do my business. So I feel very 
overwhelmed with that um, because I want to make that a priority because I think in the long run, it will help me with this balance that I'm struggling with. Okay. Um, so, um, and obviously, you know, kids are home now. And um, so that's also another little pickle in my day. <laughs> um, blessing and a curse all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's what it kind of looks like. I mean, luckily I have my own business, so I have flexibility to kind of determine my work hours, which has um, once again been a blessing and a curse. Um, and probably one of my biggest like battles um, because I tend to always I think you said it in a podcast that I listen to like I'm always like well all right dad's home I gotta go to work now so it's like I never have that family time because it's when I'm especially now like I'm with the kids during the day I'm trying my best to like ignore work and make them a priority so then in the early morning it's work and then right when my husband gets done it's like well go have fun with your dad or on the weekends. I'm trying, I'm trying to get caught up on work. Yeah. So how many hours a week do you put into your accounting business? Typically? <laughs> I wish I knew. I don't know. I just, I honestly, I feel like I constantly just am working, but it's that thing where I'm where I work from home and I have that flexibility. So it's like, if I don't have, if we're at home and I don't, we don't have like baseball or dance or something, I'm usually working or, doing something for the house. I'm not one to sit down in general. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, so I think there's always that, oh, well, we're not doing anything special, which I know is not right because spending time with my family is special, but it's always an excuse like, well, I have this to-do list. I better just go ahead and take this time because I don't really need to play catch with my son, but I need to get this done, which I don't need to, but you right. know. That's my battle. Okay. Okay. No, I definitely feel that. That's that's (laughs) the conversation that we all have in our heads all the time. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't do anything with my kids and you feel horrible about it. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder what you really even got done in your business too. Uh, Exactly. And that's, and that's one of my things I wrote down too, is I don't think I actually ever accomplished anything. I'm so overwhelmed that I just feel like I sit here and I think about what I need to do and I may start something. And then I get distracted and I start something. It's like nothing ever gets accomplished. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it well, does when it really is due. Like, obviously I have due dates and things that have to get done. So it does, but it's a very stressful moment because it's usually right to the, you know, cutoff time. Like, oh my gosh, this, I got to get this done now. So. Okay. And so you said that you're working with the same handful of clients in your accounting business regularly yep. and so the work that you do for them is pretty static it re- it's it's repetitive in some fashion yeah okay. yeah I'd say so mm-hmm. okay how uh it sounds like your husband is pretty involved and helpful and you're able to give him you know hand him over the reins and let him do what he needs to do with the kids so that you can have time is that something that you guys have talked about? Is it something that you're doing on an as-need basis? Where are you at with him um, taking over? I know he's frustrated with me always working in the night, but he also is very understanding. And um, he actually just switched jobs. So his previous job, he traveled a lot. So it was kind of fine when he traveled. I tried to work my like really late nights while he was gone anyways. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, I'd still have to work, you know, if he was in town. 
Um, but now he's going to be traveling less and working from home like permanently. So it's just, it's, it's going to be different once we get out of all of what's going on right now and it's more, more normal. Um, I do think it's going to have a bigger impact. Like I said, he's very understanding and realizes I have all this work and I'm also partially being a stay at home, you know, stay at home mom or, but he would like it to be where I, you know, can work during the day and, and have that time with him in the evening. Okay. How do you feel this all pans out when your kids go to school? So next year, I will have all three of them in um, five days a week if all goes well. Um, so I feel like I'll have more set hours, you know, nine to two, two thirty, I'd say nine to two thirty. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of had a little bit of that last this, you know, this last year before everything stopped, but I still feel that I just feel so overwhelmed that I just lose that focus and I don't really get anything done. Like I should have been able to accomplish so much more, um, in that time than I did. And, and a lot of it comes from, you know, I also run my errands during that time. And if I don't do it all my errands in one day, then you chop up every day. And I kind of learned that. And so I tried to do like Fridays as my errand day. You know, like I said, this was like a news process until all this happened. So um, I, I, but I did slowly realize that like, hey, I can't do an errand a day because then it's like I lose an hour or two hours depending on where I'm going. And then it's like my day is gone. So, and a lot of that also like, even though I can say I have nine to two thirty, I also have clients. So if they're going to call me, you know, there's going to be times where they're going to take up half my day too. And I can't control that. Right. Um, so it's not that I'm always going to have that, but I feel like I had enough time where I should have been further along or less stressed or something. Yeah. yeah this isn't what I hear you saying is that this isn't just something that you are experiencing only because your kids are in school. There's still been. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's a couple layers to this um, and how I would, what I'm gonna talk about first is the systems that you have in, in motherhood so that okay. we can simplify that and make that kind of automated for you. And then we're gonna talk about how we can get you a little bit more organized in your business so that you have some clear understanding on how to move forward with both of them and air quotes at the same time, right? Because right, right. we kind of are doing them at the same time, but I, the goal is to be able to focus on one and then focus on the other instead of thinking about both of them together all the time uh, because that uh, is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the worst. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how much of um, the, the resources from me that you've already started with, but the most important thing that I want you to be able to just spit out like the back of your hand, I already see the paper. It looks like yeah, it's, it's printed <laughs> and started, but not completed. Okay, good. Well, then let's start it. So this is the start of your fundamental needs, right? And that's the paper that yep. you have. Awesome. Yep. And now let me just say, my husband and I just had a conversation today because he is, um, growing by leaps and bounds in his business. And so am I, and we both have jobs. I'm still interpreting He's a firefighter and we have kids. And so I totally feel that 
just this thing that you have to do because it's making you money and you're doing that, but you also have this other thing where you're growing and you, you want to shift in your business and you have all these ideas and you want to put time into it, but you have to maintain this old thing that you've been doing for a long time. And I, I totally get it. And it just has to be a balance for now. This is going to be a, this is going to be a season where this is what the systems look like. And this is your plan until something else changes. And then you can go back to this plan that we establish and you can make tweaks to it. So all we can do is address what you're experiencing right now and try and get a game plan in place for that. Now, the thing that we come up with, the game plan and the, and the advice that I give you today is going to have to be tweaked over the next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, until you find something that really starts to jive with you. The baseline, obviously, circling back to what I said about my husband and I having this conversation is I told him, you know, I get really excited. I get excited about these ideas that I have. And then I stay up until midnight doing all the things and all these ideas. And today I am suffering because of it and it's stupid. And so I, we had this conversation and I said, look, we have got to get down to business with our fundamental needs. And the cool thing is, is that he knows what that means. He knows that means the grade eight. He's <laughs> like, you know, we're on it, but you have to have those in place. How do you feel as you started that paperwork about knowing what your fundamental needs should be. Are you confused? Are you lost? Do you feel pretty good about it? Where are you at? Well, I'm really just on the core needs, filling all that stuff. So I haven't even read about the great eight yet. Um, but I think that I, just from where I've started, I, I think it's going to be easy for me to figure that out. Okay. And feel confident in that. Um, so once you go through and you find out specifically. So what this looks like is what you're trying to do is you're trying to do an inventory of what is really lacking right now. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me like some devoted time with your kids is important to you and devoted time with your husband as a family is really important to you. Now, um, how are you with the, the food aspect of life is getting <laughs> food on the table and feeding yourself. That's really funny. <laughs> um, I am usually pretty good about writing what we're going to have for the week. And then it changes every day. <laughs> so I'll start off the week and here's like, I have it written down on our chalkboard right now. And if it were to go as previous weeks, tomorrow, we will not eat anything that I've planned. It'll be a complete mess chaos actually we will eat tomorrow because I pulled things out of the freezer so I am prepared for tomorrow but the next day I probably won't be and we'll probably get takeout or we're gonna have what I like to call the buffet which is just whatever you can find or a conglomerate of leftovers <laughs> I am um, gonna make a meal card that sounds sells that says buffet on it because that is amazing <laughs> Um, good news the kids actually really liked it <laughs> they liked it they're like we have a buffet tonight because it's like this you know just everything anything and everything <laughs> that is fantastic um so yeah I could use some help in the meal world <laughs> okay so what what keeps you from following through with the plan that you set up for your meals most of the time because I don't pull out the stuff from the freezer that I need <laughs> um that's usually because I honestly, if I have like a base, like a some sort of meat or something, even if I don't stick to the meal that I plan, I can figure it out. Like I can throw a vegetable and a meat on a plate and call it good. 
Yeah. Um, but I just don't take the stuff out. And so then it's like, well, I could try to get this solved by dinner, but probably not. <laughs> Oops, hot water. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. So I'm going to make sure that I include a very strong highlight in the framework that I send you. The thing that I do when I sit down and I plan my meals, what day of the week do you plan out your chalkboard? Usually on Sunday. Okay. But once again, I'm not strict on my, it's usually on Sunday, but I just did mine today. Sometimes <laughs> At, right, right before lunchtime, I was like, okay, well, I better figure out what we're going to eat today for lunch and dinner. And you know, so <laughs> I okay. did all that. <laughs> I go into my phone and I, and I set an actual calendar reminder on my phone that yeah. morning when I wake up to remind me to pull me out because I okay. can't even tell you how many times, like, so this week I know that we're having, and especially right now, because I went to the store and I got two weeks worth of food and I put it all in the freezer. So like all of our food is in the freezer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm making meals out of all that food. Not so, not so much now, but definitely over the past four weeks, it's been intense. And I am specifically like Tuesday, if we're having tacos and the ground Turkey is in the freezer, then on Tuesday, at whatever time I want to pull it out, if it's eight o'clock or if it's noon, I put an event in my Google calendar with an alert and a reminder on it. So I know to go and pull it out. Um, so that's definitely something that you're going to want to try. Okay. And I will include okay. that note. Okay. So the meals is just a sidebar. And I, and I, I talked to every mom about that because it's such a huge undertaking and we're responsible. I don't, it's just like, why? why? I know we're just so responsible for the meals aspect. Okay. So that <laughs> is done out of the way. We don't have to talk about that anymore. Okay. Um, let's go back to your fundamental needs and, uh, it's definitely going to be time with your kids in the morning. How is, how is, uh, the demand for you to be teaching them right now? Are you under a lot of pressure? Uh, I felt like I was, I was allowing myself to feel like I was, but I've kind of realized that I needed to stop that because I don't think they really care. <laughs> I mean, they're sending us stuff every day or every week, depending on the teacher, but they've, made it clear like do what you can mm -hmm. and so um my oldest is I mean he can pretty much do the stuff on his own uh he does get frustrated sometimes but you know I think we've had enough conversations like for him to realize he can also let that go like he's going to be okay and then um my daughter she's at like the prime age of like learning needing to learn how to read so what I've done because I don't I didn't feel like I could give her that time that devoted time we have a virtual tutor right now. So I, cool. I just had to outsource that to make sure. Cause I felt like that was a very fundamental thing she needed to learn before she moved on uh, to second grade. So, so I feel okay because I have that uh, part outsourced, um, you know, as long as I'm keeping them off the screen for the most part, which <laughs> I, I'm not going to let the other stuff stress me out because we will deal with it we will you know either catch up or do something in the summer whatever we need to do so okay while we're on that and we'll circle back to your fundamental needs in a minute 
I, a really important question that I needed to ask you, I got excited, <laughs> is <laughs> what your kids and your sleep schedule looks like right now. So <laughs> what? That's really funny too. <laughs> Everything's funny. <laughs> this is all just so fun and comical. I know hard questions. It's, oh. and I ask this now, look, and I, there's zero judgment at all. I just have to have an understanding of, well, I am going to tell you that there is a blog post that I have with links to recommendations of how many hours a night is, is healthy for your children. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times people scrutinize that my, my two-year-old sleeps for 12 hours a night. Well, it's the recommended amount. So we shoot for that, right? Which yep. means, you know, seven to seven, she's in bed by seven o'clock and we aim for that. Although if I let her, she'd run amok until nine o'clock at night. So we right. shoot to have her in bed in her bedroom by six 30 and, and asleep. If she will, you know, she puts herself to sleep at seven o'clock. Sometimes she lays in there and rolls around and sings frozen for God only knows how yeah. long right? <laughs> that's out of my control when she falls asleep in her bed. So that's, there's no judgment, but I would recommend obviously that you're shooting for healthy sleep for you and for your yep. kiddos. So, um, I do want to just talk about that because that will help me outline the schedule that I'm and the framework that I'm going to send to you and what time parameters you could be doing things in. So okay. your kiddos get to bed around what time? Eight. And we're pretty good about that. Okay. It's the waking up part that I wish they would do okay. a little differently, but I can't control it. <laughs> okay. Which, which ones are waking up early? Um, my middle, my six-year-old, she's usually up by 6.30. Okay. And um, my oldest is, he could sleep until about 7, 7.30, but is usually complaining of being woken up by the other two. So my youngest has been between 5.30 and 6.30 since this all started, which is not normal. He was 7, 7.30. And then since the whole quarantine thing he's he's back to some early schedule or the shift to spring I don't know what it was um so he's really only getting eight to I'd say six he does take a good three hour nap and so maybe there's a nap adjustment I need to do um but yeah he's up too early it's so that we're in that whole nap thing right now where it's like if she takes a nap bless us in the evening. She just will not go to bed because she's just, you know, it's hard when they get to this, to this stage, but it's good that they, and you can decide what you want to do with that. But I would, your two-year-old is in a toddler bed. Is it a boy or a girl? Nope. He's still in a crib because he hasn't tried anything. So I'm just like, <laughs> it's totally against, he's so against my Montessori philosophy to have her in that. Uh -huh. I'm like, God, no, we are not taking you out. You're happy in there. You were uh -huh. in that bed. Yep. 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 I'm not going to make adjustments until it is needed. So <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. So does he hang out and play in his bed in the morning? What time do you have to get, or is he No, like, he usually oh. screams like, Ma, you know, mom, get me up. And so I, we always tend to get him because I want the other kids to sleep, which like I said, my, my middle child, she gets up, but she's a very light sleeper. So I think that's her thing. Um, but I try to get him out of bed, not to wake up my oldest because 
I know he's willing to do the extra sleep if I allow him. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. My only thought on your youngest is using an okay to wake clock for him and thought going. About that. You've heard about it? I've heard, yeah. The one that like turns green. Yeah. So what it would yeah. look like for one that's that small and still in his crib. And sometimes we do this with Bailey, but specifically at nap time, which is going to soon transition just into quiet time where she has a set mm -hmm. amount of time where she's just kind of quiet and doing her own activities and not harassing her sister and not harassing us and reading and whatnot in a room. Um, but the okay to wake would turn green when it's okay to come out and you're, your six-year-old might be old enough to tell time and know that she can have quiet activities. So what I would recommend definitely is having some quiet activities that your kids and six thirty is, is a decent time for kids. I mean, it would be better if it was seven, but six thirty is great. You know, that's a good time for them yeah. to get up in the morning, especially now that spring and summer's coming, they're just going to be mm -hmm. up earlier. The day starts much earlier. Um, for your six-year-old, you can have a conversation with her if she's waking up super early about some of the activities and leave them out at the end of the night um, for her when she wakes up in the morning, things that she can get done before she comes out and she needs to be quiet and have a conversation with her so she's not waking up her siblings. But then the two-year-old, some ideas that you can do are going into his room and, and introducing the okay to wake clock. Let him know, here are some toys. You can even change him and get him ready um, if that's something that's a huge problem, if he's in diapers or if he needs to go potty or whatever that looks like, but let him know that he has to stay with his soft books or whatever books you want to give him. Bailey sometimes gets doll babies, whatnot, and she's in there until the green light goes off. That's what that would look like. And if that doesn't work for you and you're, you're totally against all of that and it just is not working and it's causing more stress than it is, um, then just have them get up when they get up and let them do some type of any kind of activity that they can do independently in the morning, at least so that you can get breakfast going, that kind of thing. My goal is for you to be able to have time in the morning to start without your kids and with them waking mm -hmm. up and you immediately having to jump right in with them. It just doesn't set you up for a day of being able to manage both your business, but um, we'll follow and circle back to that and I'll send you some emails and follow up and see how that's going. Cause that one just definitely depends on how it totally depends on them. And it's, it's almost out of your control other than having some quiet activities for them to do when they wake up in the morning. Um, okay. okay. So then kids are in bed by eight and the goal would be for you to have your own time until six 30 is what I'm going to shoot for. And if it's 5.30, what does it look like right now when he gets up at 5.30? So right now, because um, we're both working from home, I've been getting up at 5 and my husband's been allowing me to work until 7.30 until he needs to get to work. Okay. So he's actually been doing the wake-up calls the okay. last few weeks while we're at home. And, not, and I don't know if that'll stay forever. I, it kind of probably depends on his work schedule, but um, that's that's how we've been giving myself at least a couple hours in the morning. Um, and then I take over from there and, and, you know, do whatever needs to be done that he hasn't gotten to. And what are your husband's work hours? Um, 
whenever he needs to work. Uh, I mean, he's, he, his new job is, is probably going to be more eight to five than it ever has been. Okay. That's not to say he's not going to work later some days or earlier some days. So we usually take it day by day and I ask him it, when his first call is. So if he has an eight o'clock call, then I try to be out by seven thirty, you know, sharp. But okay. today he didn't have a call till 10. So I could take till seven forty-five, or, you know, so okay. he doesn't necessarily have set hours per se, but kind of, you know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make a note here really quick. Okay. All right. So let's now finally circle back to the fundamental needs that we were talking about. So I'm going to make sure that that morning time that you have some devoted time with your kids, and then we're going to aim for you to have time for you to work in the mid section of the day. Um, your nine and your six year olds, you, are you feeling confident in what they're doing when you're working or do you feel guilt do you feel like how are you leaving them when they're home because they're typically at school but now that they are home how do you feel during that time so i i've just been giving them like screen time while i'm working so that i know that they're content mm -hmm. <laughs> um and i do have a little guilt about it but i'm also telling myself that i've been trying to limit the screen time in the morning so like i'm telling myself from nine to noon and and like I said, it's still a work in progress. I've not been perfect, but over the last week or two, nine to noon, can I just put my phone down, mm -hmm. not think about work, don't allow, even if a client calls me, I'm just going to ignore it. And nine to noon, we go outside if we can, we do things together so that they're not on screen time, at least that chunk of day. So then when I, they are on the screens from, let's say one to four or one to three thirty, I don't feel quite as guilty, although there still is that guilt and that guilt may never go away. But um, I'm right there with you. I am. Um, I'm totally right there with you. You know, they get so excited for technology, but you know, we as parents know what it's doing to them. And I think that's mm -hmm. where the guilt comes from. It's not, I'm not guilty because she's unhappy. I'm guilty because yeah. she's not flourishing and yep. I feel responsible to have my children flourish. And, um, I know that we're all doing the very best that we can, but I think the point is a, be okay that you're doing it because it's a resource and everyone is taken care of, but continue to try other things and continue to look into what other options are. One of my favorite things to do is ask Frankie, she's my oldest, what is it that you're looking forward to doing today? What is it that you're looking forward to doing this week? And those things that they're really looking forward to doing, I ask her, I've reserved Fridays as my non-work days, which I work, but of my major work hours, I carve out a, a solid hour or two to do an activity with her that she's looking forward to doing. And the other ones, she knows that she's going to have to do them on her own because I have to work. And when mm -hmm. this whole quarantine thing happened, I told her, Hey, I'm going to give you from nine to noon every single day. And then I have work hours. And so we need to talk about what you would look forward to doing from nine, from noons to three for those three hours each day. And I try and have stuff prepared for her. If it's some kind of art project that she's looking forward to doing, I make sure that I can 
can compile some of that on the weekends and I have a little basket of things for her to do that she only gets to do during that time. So she's excited. And a lot of times she'll get lost in it and just as much as she gets lost in the iPad. And so Mm -hmm. those are some things that I would recommend doing. Definitely talk to your six and your nine year old. Do they play well together? Mm, Get or miss. (laughs) And once they're allowed to play with friends, we live in a neighborhood where we give them rain to go around. It's, you know, small enough. Everyone knows we know everybody, you know, and they have friends. So when we get to that point, I, it won't be as hard for me to keep them off, you know, as long as the weather stays nice. Yeah. Um, so once we get to that point, it'll be so much better. But just for now in this day, in this, you know, this next week or two or whatever it takes. Yeah. It's Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely don't think that that's a bad plan. I would though have a conversation with them and give mm-hmm. them, give them a list of creative ideas. Here's some things that you can do during quiet time. Right. Yeah. And, and don't even put the iPad on there, put a deck of cards, get out their favorite board games, get them a new thing, a Play-Doh, put out some pipe cleaners and a bunch of stuff and ask them to build stuff like whatever you have that you think could get them to be more creative just put a basket out for them and see what they can come up with or get an old game out that they haven't played with or put lawn games out that you guys use when you go camping or whatever you have, you know, try and be creative. And I know it takes a little bit more work, but it really does help with that idea of what am I letting my kids do for three hours Mm -hmm. every single day while I'm working. And that might, it's made me feel a lot better and it might make you feel a lot better too. I love that. And I think my six-year-old daughter will, I mean, you give her any sort of craft thing and she's fine. It's my, the hardest thing for me is my nine-year-old son who just wants to play video games and chat with his friends on the iPad or play sports, which I can't, he can't do unless someone's playing with him. So it's like, I, I don't even know what else he likes to do. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so Ask that's the struggle. It's, it's really him. He used yeah. to be in the Legos. Now he's over that, you know, he's over that. I so it's like, I don't even know. So, but I'll, we're going to brainstorm. I like, I love the idea. We're going to get right back to the rest of today's episode, but I wanted to take a minute to let you know that if you are here at this point in this episode and you absolutely know that you need this kind of clarity, you need this kind of support and you want a motherhood productivity session for you, don't wait. I have coaching options for no matter what level you're at. We can book an hour where you can get this exact kind of support, like really straightforward, hardcore support where I hand you over a really succinct plan and you're on your way. Or you can book six week coaching options or 12 week coaching options where I really get embedded in your life. We meet once a week. I am all yours. Anytime you want DMs, I am totally there to support you in all the systems and all the tantrums and all the morning routines and the nighttime routines and really truly just all the things you hear in these episodes, how thorough and how succinct my advice and my systems and my plans that I'm recommending are for these moms and you can have that too. I have a few sessions left for the month of June and you can have one of those spots. Please don't hesitate. If you are sitting here thinking this could be right for you, reach out, ask your questions. Let's get you on board. All right, now let's get back to today's episode. The other fundamental needs we talked about, meal planning, the to-dos. I definitely have a to-do section on my grade eight, one of them is to do's and I do schedule a block of time each week. And it's, it's the last thing that I schedule because it's the least, um, urgent, obviously getting to do's done 
is not as important as planning meals or any of the other things. But if you put it off, these, your list just grows super, super long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I would continue to schedule one day, but I would just try and keep it to at most like three hours. And if it's not meeting okay. a three hour max, I would put it to the next week. I don't know if you've listened to my brain dump podcast episode way back in the beginning, but I talked about how to do a brain dump and you can do that same concept with your to-do list. When you sit down and look at the beginning of the week, look at all the things that are on your to-do list and only pick the things that can fit in a two or three hour window and that's it. And then everything okay. else that doesn't fit in there should be moved to the next week. And if you see okay. something that keeps getting like taking our bikes in to get them maintenance it just kept yeah. getting put off I'm like playing this clearly is not that important to us and he was like no and I'm like well then get it done you know <laughs> like, put it on this week yeah. and then it actually gets done so even sometimes just having the conversation with your husband about like what is really important and and what isn't for the to-do list will help reduce how much time you're spending on it every week okay how are you with keeping your house clean is it something, is it something um, that bothers so, you? Um, Pre-quarantine, I do have uh, the blessing of having someone come clean my house every other week. Awesome. Um, so that is very helpful <laughs> because as far as deep cleaning, obviously I have to do the cleaning of all the junk, mm -hmm. but the deep cleaning part, I was okay with just letting it roll for two weeks until they came and took care of for me. <laughs> so <laughs> totally fine. right now I have... Right now I have my nine-year-old and my husband doing the shift instead. So I, I pass that on. I clean up all the like stuff. Perfect. Um, but obviously right now I'm also trying to let that go. Um, I'm not a neat freak per se, but like our main level, it just, I, I need it to be cleaned up. But I've also realized that it's pointless right now because as soon as I clean it up, it is a disaster again. And it's just a waste of my time. Okay. All right. <laughs> At least for now. <laughs> At least for now it is while they're all home. <laughs> Definitely let your house ride until your cleaner comes back because I would not yes. touch that at all. No, no. Um, and no it's not just, worth it. <laughs> no, we're, not, we're not hosting anybody. So no one's coming here. So what does it matter? That's what I, that's what I tell myself at least, you know, Oh, so. <laughs> okay. And it sounds like you're really good with keeping a tidy house and that you don't have issues with infusing at that. At least on the main level, like my bedroom, <laughs> maybe not so much, but I just shut the door. And then my kids, I'm not as good about making, it's like when it gets really bad, that's when I'm like, get to your room and clean it up. I have a very strong-willed, stubborn daughter who has a lot of junk in her room and it is like pulling out teeth to get her to clean it is like I gotta full-on bribe her or I don't even know it's it's a it's a battle so I have, we are not we are not good on the chore list department it's something I kind of start and then it just kind of fades and then I pick it up again and it fades and um my oldest he keeps a pretty tidy room in general so and he doesn't play with anything so he's not really you know He's fine. My daughter is. So what I would do right now <laughs> to help my daughter's the same way, but I approach very, very differently than I think most people do. And I talked about it a little bit inside of my Facebook group this weekend, but I'm going to do a whole podcast okay. episode on it. 
Um, oh, good. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I absolutely love it. And for now, what I would do is, and this is specifically for your bedroom and your daughter's bedroom and any place okay. where things start to just kind of accumulate my office sometimes. Yeah. Too. Right. Put two hours on your calendar every week somewhere. It could even okay. just be an hour because okay. if you do two hours, you'll be able to tackle two rooms, but just, mm -hmm. you can even just start with one. Like this week, just put your daughter's bedroom and you're doing it with her. You're, okay. you're, you're asking her what in your bedroom do you want to pick up? I only want you to find Barbie dolls on the floor and put your Barbie dolls away. Like I literally have to tell my daughter that. And mom is going to do all of this while you do that. And it's like, yay, you did a great job. And oh, I'm so excited. Look, we do this so well together. What do you want to do next? And it's like so much freaking work, but we're not yelling. We're not fighting. The bedroom gets clean and an hour goes by and life is grand. So, um, I'm going to put down a note for you to put an hour or two. You okay. can put two hours in, but if she's just like spent and she gives you really good attitude, then just be like, okay, you're done, you know? Okay. And, and don't do we kind of do something like that, but it's usually resulting in her flailing around the room, complaining about me, asking her to be in charge of books and me yelling. So it's, I need to maybe change it to enthusiasm, like overly just go over the top <laughs> enthusiasm and maybe see if that shifts it because I that's what I kind of do I was like I'll do this in the closet you find me all the books and when she's done that I'm like you clean up all the dirty clothes off the floor you know because I, I kind of do systemize it I go in there with her almost every time because it is a disaster and oh. she's always complaining that she wants help so I do do that it's just a battle between her and I when we're in there not happiness well, here's so, the other kind of mindset shift. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like a big mindset shift. It is like, I'm like, Blaine, I need you up here to keep me accountable. And he's like, I'm like, just sit on the bed. Just sit on the bed and keep me accountable. <laughs> so the other thing that you can do is you can have a conversation, which I've had to have. And sometimes we have to rehab it, uh, rehab the conversation about respect. And I having this conversation about <laughs> respecting your bedroom and respecting your items looks like when you don't respect things, you don't get to keep them. And those are hard. Okay. So, mm -hmm. um, I would definitely hold on that conversation until you get through a clean bedroom and then sit down and do the conversation about this okay. is how, this is what I'm giving you. I'm giving you help in your bedroom. And what I need from you is a good attitude while you're clean, while we're cleaning. All I need from you is to be positive and I'm going to be positive. I'm going to support you. And mom's not going to get mad at all. Mom's going to have patience okay. the entire time. And all I need from you is just to be supportive. Like just really <laughs> to talk to her about it. Okay. And put it out there, like mom's not going to yell today. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. You know, and tell her if I start to yell at you, I want you to tell me, Hey mom, you're getting frustrated right now. Like I ask Frankie all the time, Hey, can you hold me accountable? If you hear mom getting frustrated or yelling, can you say this to me? And when she says it, tells me I get so angry, but I know and I'm like, all right, <laughs> check yourself, check yourself. So it's super helpful. Okay. 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 So I'm going to put that down. The next thing, um, is there anything else that you have a burning desire in your fundamental needs that you are not getting to consistently right now? So 
um, I'm looking at spiritual and physical because, or, you know, those two on the list here, because, um, normally I would do those in the morning first thing, but I've kind of shifted that to be my work time. And I don't have the energy to do those things in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and like the physical, like, you know, working out aspect, I tried to do that like at eight o'clock after I got done working, but then it's, you know, then the kids start asking and then I get snippy because I'm like, don't you see, I'm trying to work out. Like, <laughs> Leave me alone for 30 more minutes. And so it's just, and then I ended up giving up. Um, and, and when I originally decided to start waking up, well, early for work sake, I was already waking up early to go work out, but I thought I'd start the day with the Bible study and I have not. And, and so I've kind of thought maybe I should get up at four 30 just to make sure I still get my couple hours of, cause by the time I make coffee, it's, I'm really only getting two hours of work time, you know? Yeah. So I've, I've thought maybe I just take another half hour and, you know, wake up. It doesn't have to be an, an hour long Bible study. It could be a, just a short, you know, just something to get my mind right for the day. So, so those two are, important things not every I don't need the working out every day just a few times to make me feel good about myself yep. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of all the the quarantine sweet pounds that are accumulating so you know just something okay I'm I'm totally right there with you here's two options 4 30 is my sweet spot I love my life when I get up at 4 30 and I make that yeah. same horrible face when I think about getting up at 4 30 and I don't always do it I just don't and yeah. then I don't get a workout and I don't get a bible study in so yep. that's going to be, try it. And that means okay. you have to get to bed and you need to be asleep by, do you know how many hours? Are you good at seven and a half? Do you need nine like me? <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, right now I technically don't get to bed till about 11 and I wake up at five. Okay. So. And I, and I, that six, like, I'm not saying I should keep doing six hours, but if I get less than that, I I'll hit a, like a plateau after day three of that. Yeah. But I, consistently getting six has been okay for me. Do I think I should get more for health reasons? Of course, but, um, I'm functional on six as so, long as I have coffee. Hands down. No brainer. What you can do is absolutely shorten up your Bible study. If you don't have an actual, like I use an actual book that has a Bible study in it. I don't know if you've seen mm -hmm. this year or not. That helped me so much. I get into my Bible study, I get straight to business and I get out. Like I'm not yep. flipping through pages and what do I want to read about? And I, I just, there's a plan in place for my Bible yep. study and it's working really well for me. And I know it seems like, well, maybe that's not even worth it, but it's, it's more than not doing it at all. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Working out sometimes I'm not getting it in, in the morning and I'm doing it in that morning section with my kids. I'm just doing okay. something with them. And that's just, that's just what we're doing because of quarantine. Obviously yeah. Yeah. In school, that will be different. Okay. okay. Now that that's out of the way, all of this hinges around <clears throat> the fact that you don't really know exactly what you're doing when you go into your work hours. If mm -hmm. you don't have an exact precise idea of what you have to do when you sit down to work, you are going to waste so much time. <laughs> you are. I, know. Have I think I just listened to you talk about that the other day too on a podcast. And I was like, gosh, <laughs> you're going to have to inventory your workflow and your business. Like you, you just, you have to. So that's why I asked in the beginning, are you doing 
pretty much the same work every single time. And mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I, I originally started out all of my motherhood coaching, just getting moms to a place where they could get their motherhood in order so that then they would have time for their business. And now I'm getting all these moms coming to me saying, I'm doing okay with that. I could use some more systems, but help. I don't know what I'm doing when I sit down to work. So yeah, I, I, I absolutely have a workflow that goes on autopilot for me every single week. I know what work I have to get done. Okay. And, um, you're going to have to do that. So let me lay out the <laughs> steps for you and I will put it in and in the email as well. But I will say that you can go at this on your own. I don't have a ton of free resources out there for it yet. Or you can um, send me back another email and ask me questions that you have after this and after you get going on it. Or we can book another call to just figure out what your workflow is when you sit down to work. So what it looks like is you need to, for this entire week, every single time you do something in your business, you need to write it down, try and get a full understanding. So let me, let me give you this big picture. If you go into your closet and you organize it and you have this end goal that you want, you take everything out and you lay it all out in front of you and you start grouping things into categories. And that's exactly what you have to do with your business. And when you group all of these clothing items in your closet into categories, you start getting rid of things that don't fit, that you don't like, just the things that are, that are wasted space. And you need to be doing that in your workflow too. And a lot of times that is spending too much time answering emails that don't need to be answered right away or spending too much time scrolling Instagram because you're overwhelmed and you don't know what you should be doing right now. Different little things like that. I really want you to, to be super honest, get a journal out and write down how much time did I spend and like have a book next to you and put, I just sat on Instagram for 45 minutes and I blinked and I'm done now. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Write it down and be super, super honest with no judgment on yourself on what you're doing in your work. And then you can go back to that and start grouping them into categories. Where do they fit? Is it, um, obviously I don't know a ton about accounting and what the things are that you have to do, but you're going to want to group them into, is this, um, different kinds of communications that I'm doing with my clients? Is this backend work that I'm doing? Is it filing? Is it organizing? What is it within the accounting work that you're doing and how can you group those into similar groups? The other way that you could go about it, I don't know specifically what your outcomes are for each client. If you could just do all of this client's work on Monday and then the next client's work on Tuesday and the next, however you want to organize that, you have to start by pulling everything out of the closet, everything that you're doing, it has to be laid out in front of you. One really tangible way to do this with paper is to use index cards. So you'll have a stack of index cards with all the same things. I use a technology platform on the computer called Meister Tasks. Mm -hmm. I'll send that to you in an email because it's this, it's, it's so easy to start to start grouping all of your ideas and moving them around. 
So Meister task is how I do my workflow and mind Meister is how I do my brainstorming. It's the same company. One of them is a brainstorming and the other one is task management. So I'll send you those links and those resources. I have another mom that I'm working with where she's like, I don't know, you will help me do all of that. And I'm like, okay, that's totally <laughs> fine. She's like, I don't know, just tell me what I need to do. Um, so the only way that you're gonna be able to start with that is by getting it all down on paper. So just this week, okay. I want you to write down everything that you do. Even just bringing that acknowledgement to the forefront of your mind is going to make you want to spend less time on things that you know you shouldn't be doing. But mm -hmm. um, after that, then you're going to come up with your workflow every single week. And if you see that you need 12 hours a week to do your work, or you need 15 hours a week, or you need 20 hours a week, you will then know what to schedule with your husband. And if you have three hours Monday through Friday, that's right there. That's 15 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll have to let me know how many more hours you need. Do you think you need 30 hours a week to do your accounting business? Um, I would say for month in stuff, maybe, but not every week. No, maybe the first week of the month. Okay. So that's the other thing, your month end things. So if you have stuff that you're not doing every single week, but you have a huge push at the end of the month, you need to be mm -hmm. doing, if you can, little bits Thank and you. pieces of yeah. that throughout the week. Okay. So you yeah, need to break. I told myself that too. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you also need to write down, get a sheet of paper out, or you can use these, these, um, these resources that I'm going to send you online and your, your month end stuff. I want you to write down everything that has to be done in your month end, everything. And then I want you to break that up. How many hours can you give to, if there's 20 hours that you would stay, give or take, and say you undershoot and it really actually took you 30, but you took that original estimation of 20 hours to get all this month end work done and you broke it up between four weeks and you spent five hours a week on it. Well, guess what? The very last week, if you need 10 more hours, that's a lot better than spending all night, every night for the week before the month ends, right? So that is the way that you're going to be able to sleep at night and feel confident and sit down and do super efficient and productive work. And the only way you're going to be able to do that. And the only way you're going to be able to grow this other idea with your business is if you get really serious about your workflow and how you can set those things up just to become second nature to you where that way you're not even thinking about it anymore. Yeah, I agree. That's okay. why I came to you <laughs> to get started, get my house in order, and then we'll shift to business. <laughs> okay. So yeah. while you are, I will send you this email and this okay. week, it's Monday. So you can start putting some of this, this framework in place tomorrow or Wednesday. I'll get it to you by the end of the day today. Okay. Show it to your husband, talk to him about it. Just let him know what you're going to be putting your effort and your energy into. And while you're doing that, get something a journal or a notepad or a book of some sort where you can start jotting down what you're spending your time on in your work hours. Okay. All right. All right. Do you have any other questions? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Just excited. I'm excited to get started. I, for me, I feel like I start things and then they, like I said, they just fade away. So it's for me, it's to keep this excitement and just make it happen it's making the habit, you know, for me, I just never get that far. <laughs> so yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's my biggest struggle. I don't know if you're in the Facebook group yet or not. I don't think I've seen you in there. I just I don't opened think up I a Facebook group where I'm the whole point of me doing it is to make sure that the moms that I work with are implementing what, okay. what we're doing. So I'm super active in there and it's a space for us to just kind of have an ongoing continued dialogue. And I do it in that open platform because I want other moms to see what other moms are doing in their life and feel mm -hmm. empowered to, to take the reins and, and make their motherhood look the way that they want it to. I know it can yeah. be so overwhelming to try and do all of it, but you don't know what you would give up. You don't want to not work. Right. You don't want to not be with your kids, but doing both of them without a solid action plan is just, it's a bear. So it's a take it second by second and spin out of control. That's what it is. <laughs> so I will send you the link to the Facebook group and you can come in there and then that's how we'll make sure that you get these systems in place. Perfect. Good. Okay. Awesome. All right. Okay. It was so nice to meet you. Yes, you too. Thank you right. so much. <laughs> okay. I will chat again with you soon. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, wasn't that all kinds of fun? Who knew that a motherhood productivity session could cause so much genuine laughter? I cannot stop talking about how impactful this hour is with you moms. If you are in a position where you know that you are ready to step into the motherhood that you were designed to be and you want to sit down and get my eyes and my heartbeat on what you're doing every day, please go over to my website, chelseajoe.co and click on motherhood productivity session because the most important thing that you do right now, if you're listening to this episode and you've made it this far to the very end and you feel like this could be the turning point for you is that you reach out. I would love nothing more than to be a partner to you in your journey through motherhood.